I met a gambler in Wyoming Territory and learned something about the terrible war between the states. Frontier Gentlemen. Englishman's account of life and death in the West. As a reporter for the London Times, he writes his colorful and unusual story. But as a man with a gun, he lives and becomes a part of the violent years in the new territories. Now, starring John Daner, this is the story of J.B. Kendall, Frontier Gentleman. publisher of the Cheyenne Daily Press. We were standing at the bar in the Gold Room Saloon, and I remarked on the fact that the adjacent gambling rooms seemed unusually quiet. Been like this over a week now. Oh, any particular reason? I guess you haven't heard about Madame Verdi. No. Quite a woman. Sailed in here ten days ago, Denver, they say. Got the biggest painted freight wagon you ever saw. In some kind of a omnibus for her to travel in. Well, I tell you, no lady's boudoir was ever decked out any better. Is she a medicine woman? Oh, no, no. Gambling. Set herself up near the depot. A big tent. Roulette, barrel, anything you name. Brought in her own dealers, case keepers, spindlemen. Day after she arrived, posters went up all over town. And since then... <laughs> well, the local boys aren't very happy about it. Taking all that business, huh? Just about. What sort of woman is she? I tried to get an interview. Not much luck. Doesn't like to talk about herself. But I tell you, there's a story there. I'd like to get it. Yes, sir. Quite a woman. Mm. Mm. Pretty? Pretty and a lady. A real belle. Hmm. Madame Verdi. Is she foreign? I wouldn't say so. Why don't you go down and take a look this afternoon? I'd like to join you, but I got to get my editorial out. Maybe I'll see you later. Right. I found the tent. A huge affair. A hundred yards or so from the railroad depot. Inside, a crowd of men thronged about several tables, and I recognized a number of wealthy cattlemen whom I had met a few weeks earlier at the Cheyenne Club. Then I saw Madame Verdi. She was rather small, quite lovely, wearing a very simple white and gold gown which set off her long, jet-black hair. The effect was striking, as I was sure it was meant to be. She sat behind a small table dealing a game called 21. As I approached, she looked up, caught my eye for a moment, then returned to the game. I stood watching. Todd, uh, you can hit me again, ma'am. Well, that's just fine. You, sir? I stand. 
I was Mrs. Newt Hallett. My husband was an army surgeon. He died in Texas of yellow fever. Oh. After that, I tutored for a while at an Indian agency. Then I found that I possessed an uncommon skill with the cards. There now. You have my entire history. Or at least something to start with. Um, where were you born? I think that's one thing that I don't care to tell you. Where were you read? And that's another. <laughs> Does the sort of thing that happened before in the tent occur very often? No. Do men take advantage of you simply because you're a woman? The contrary. I usually take advantage of that fact myself. <laughs> With dire results, I have no doubt. <laughs> Well, I imagine that you're not particularly popular at this moment with the gambling hall owners here in Cheyenne. I'm only interested in popularity, Mr. Kendall. And it fills my cash box. I stayed on for another ten minutes odd and learned very little more beyond the fact that the full name she now used was Lurling Monteverdi. Highly theatrical, she knew, but felt it was part of her work. When I once again attempted to probe into her past, she excused herself rather abruptly and returned to the big gambling tent. I walked over to Carrie Chase's office and told him about the interview. It wasn't until later that I learned what was taking place at that same moment in a room behind the Silver Dollar Saloon. Several men were present, and their faces were grim. They were listening to the Silver Dollar's owner, a man named Jonas Root. Boys, I call this here meeting because we're all up against the same trouble. That trouble being one calico queen named uh, Madame Verdi. Ain't no call now for us to keep on trying to cut each other's throats to get customers for our places because she's got them all. That's the way it sits. Now, boys, here's what I figure. What we need now is an association of gambling parlor owners which association is made up of all of us here in this room. And we got a purpose. Which purpose is to get rid of said calico queen named Madame Verdi. All right, now lay off your tongue, all Jonas. We know that. <laughs> Says you got it figured out how to do it. Now get yeah, on with it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. All right, I got it whipped, I think. Now... All of you may be wondering who this here fella is I got sitting by. Yeah, well, who is he? He calls himself Jack Wolcott. Now, he's got something to say to you. Well, you say it this way. I just got robbed up to that Madame Verdi. She took me for a thousand and twenty-one, and when I caught her dealing off the bottom of the deck, shot a boy jumped me. Well, he sure made a mess out of your face, mister. Well, I aim to make him pay for it. Now, now, fellas... We don't want no crooked gambling from no she-gouger in Cheyenne. And there's something else. I've been doing some inquiring these past days since you've been here. Now, I found out... <laughs> yes, sir, I found out something's going to get Fancy Nelly run plumb out of here. Jonas, will you hear the talk? Now, what do you know? Madam Verdi's real name was Belle Siddons. You mean Belle Siddons? Yeah, you know the name, Sophie. She's that Confederate spy, Belle Siddons. She is the same. Well, I was on guard duty in Grant Street Prison back in St. Louis when they brought her in. Boys, that's that red woman got Grant's troops cut off. Joe, Finch, uh, Big Al, 
You remember the raid on the Memphis Mobile Railroad, don't you? All right, now, I say that what we got to do is pay a call tonight on Madame Bell Sidden's verdict. And we'll ask her nice and polite to roll her wheels out of Cheyenne. Yeah, I agree, but supposing she says no. Well, then maybe we ain't so polite. Maybe then we take her out riding under a cottonwood leaf. Advantages of a tax-sheltered retirement plan. Corporations have long been able to set aside funds to provide retirement income for their employees and defer payment of taxes. Since 1962, self-employed individuals have been able to save in a tax-sheltered Keogh plan. Now, Congress has developed IRA for individuals not covered by other plans. Social Security is not adequate to provide independence when you retire. But coupled with IRA, many people can now make their later years worry-free. Any wage earner who is not a participant in any other retirement plan may set up an IRA. The sooner you start, the better your retirement can be. Get your plan started at Highline Savings and Loan, Burien, Kent, Linwood, and Bellingham. And now, we return you to the Anthony Ellis production of Frontier Gentlemen. Neither Chase nor I had any idea what was brewing among the members of the newly formed Association of Gambling Parlor Owners. I sent a message to Madame Verdi asking her to dine with me at the Rollins' house that night. You know, I didn't think you would. Join you for dinner? Why not? I don't know. Perhaps you strike me as the type of woman who never allows pleasure to interfere with business and that there's only room for business in your life. As a rule, yes. Well, I'm flattered that you make an exception tonight. I'm curious about you, Mr. Kendall. Oh? You're not the type of man I would expect to find as a newspaper correspondent. (laughs) Is there a type? I think you know what I mean. I'm not sure that I do. The way you managed that man this afternoon, something tells me that you could have done quite as well with a gun. Oh. Well, I've learned a little since coming to the West. (laughs) And what did you do before coming here? A little of everything. You don't like to talk about yourself? There's not much to tell. Really? I was in the Army in India. Spent five years there. Went home to England. And I didn't find it home anymore, so I got a job through a friend of mine who works on the London Times. I send back articles on life in the American West. They buy them from me. I've met Englishmen who sound a great deal more English than you do. It's quite possible. I haven't cultivated the accent for some time now. You sound bitter. What happened in England? I didn't say anything happened. You didn't have to. <laughs> must be a card sense that gives you an insight into a man's thoughts. I'm seldom wrong. That's why I sit on the other side of the table. You see? It's so easy to ask questions. Not always as simple to answer them, <laughs> is it? No. 
Will you have more champagne? Please. If I were asked to gamble on it, I'd say there was a woman in England. You'd be half right. You look so stern, Mr. Kendall. Don't worry. There'll be another. There always is. Did you find another man after your husband died? No. But I imagine I will. You find me terribly callous? Mm, not at all. Refreshingly honest. I'm afraid I shall have to be going back to the tent now. I'll take you. I've enjoyed myself very much, Mr. Kendall. So have I. Have you any money? Well, a little, yes. You decide to play roulette. I suggest that you bet on the black. Up to a $1,000 payoff that can be quite lucky. <laughs> Thank you, no. When I gamble, I'll take my own chances. It was a fine evening, and instead of taking the carriage she had hired, we walked toward her place. Neither of us spoke much. We had come to the end of the street when we saw the group of men waiting outside the big tent. They turned as we approached and walked toward us. I felt a sinking sensation in my stomach as I recognized one of them, the man I had hit that afternoon. All of them were armed. Good evening, Madam Verdi. Good evening, gentlemen. Waiting to try your luck with me? Well, I'll tell you, ma'am, we're... We're waiting to talk to you. In private. That fellow, he's with us. He's one of them that pistol with me. He's a shill. Let's go inside the tent, gentlemen. I'll buy you a drink. No. We'll do our talking out here. Jason, will you oh, get on with this? The man, we represent the Cheyenne Association of Gambling Parlor Owners. You ain't a member. No, I'm not. Now, we got a complaint that you're not running your games clean. The association don't like that. No, so we took a vote, and we agreed... That you got to be out of this here town come morning. Where did you hear that Madame Verdi runs a crooked game? From him? Yeah, from me. Besides which, she ain't no Madame Verdi. I know you. Maybe you don't remember me, but I seen you, Bell Siddons, when they brought you to the St. Louis prison in chains. We don't want no Confederate spies in Cheyenne. I don't know anything about that, but she wasn't cheating. Your friend here decided he couldn't afford to lose anymore, so he drew his gun on a lady and tried to get it back. I hit him. That's all there was to it. You're a liar. And if I don't choose to leave? You ain't got no choice, Belle. You get, or you're going to find yourself looking through cottonwood leaves, which is what should have happened to you anyway. That's the way we handle your kind around here. Uh, there won't be any need for that. Miss Siddons is going to be sensible, ain't you, ma'am? There's a lot of folks in Cheyenne might not take kindly to you being a Confederate spy and everything. Might even take matters out of our hands if they found out. You gentlemen seem to be holding the cards. That's the way to look at it. Hey, Kendall. Who's that? Oh, the newspaper fella, Chase. I thought that was you. Evening, ma'am. Evening. Oh, how are you, Rude? Chase. Honey, you come over to see how she does it. I hear your places aren't making out so well. I thought I'd take a spin at the roulette table, Madam Bertie. I should be honored, Mr. Chase. Why don't we all go in together? No, no, i got to be getting back to the silver dollar. You won't forget our, uh, our little deal. 
Will you, ma'am? No, I won't. We went into the tent. She was tight-lipped, pale. Four hours later, at exactly two o'clock, she called a halt to the play and the tent was cleared. Chase, flushed with whiskey he had taken and the hundred dollars he had won, joined me at her table. <laughs> a fine evening, ma'am. You're a credit to Cheyenne. You're on the square game, and I'm going to say so in my next editorial. Thank you, Mr. Chase, but you needn't bother. I'm leaving in the morning. Oh, no, you can't. You can't do that. I'll be heading for Deadwood. Why, ma'am, you could spend the rest of your life around here. I'm afraid not. Well, sure you can. Isn't that so, Candle? No, that ain't so. She's getting out. But before she does, she'd give me back that thousand. Ain't you, Madam Verdi? I very much doubt it. Go away now, before you get into more trouble. Now you keep out of this, mister. I'm talking to the lady. Now how about it, Madam Verdi? You lost fair. And I say I was cheated. Now you know, folks in Cheyenne could do a lot of damage this place. Maybe to you if they found out about certain things. Get out. I will. When I get my money. What's it all about? What? Oh, he doesn't know, huh? Well, Mr. Chase, you can print it in your paper. Print what? Well, do I get it? Yes. No. No, it doesn't matter. Let him talk. The war's over. People won't mind. People do mind, Mr. Kendall. I'm afraid they're going to go on minding for a long time. I wish somebody would tell me what people will talk about. That's good. You're a scummy little rat. Maybe. But I was a rat that fought for the Union. I wasn't a stinking... Shut up. Don't try. Here's your money. What's the matter, mister? You scared to draw? Just waiting for you. You're the one who's going to do the killing. Remember? to do that, Mr. Kendall. I am too. I'll be gone in the morning. Thank you for your friendship. Why not stay? Mr. Chase... I think she better go. Thanks to Miss Siddons, I lost my brother in the Memphis Mobile raid. I'll wait for you outside, Kendall. <laughs> Gentlemen was written, produced, and directed by Anthony Ellis and stars John Daner as J.B. Kendall. Featured in the cast were Jeannie Bates, Lawrence Dobkin, Stacey Harris, Harry Bartell, and Jack Crucian.
again next week for another report from the Frontier Gentleman. Bud Sewell speaking.